Hey, Stu, how are you? Mm, the ah, greatest. The greatest. Mm-hmm. Today we talk about little civil war. We we didn't get to Bob Woodward, which is, I mean, it's incredible. I, I have mean. no problem with anything that I've seen so far that Donald Trump has said because I understand what he was doing. There's nuance there, Bob Woodward. I don't understand. Who gave him the advice to talk to Bob Woodward? <laughs> what is that? Uh, also, we talk about uh, uh, what is coming our way in our schools, a little bit about who's running Netflix in their diversity department, and why is Cuties uh, being run on Netflix? Oh, it all ties to BLM, believe it or not. Uh, oh, and the special that we did last night to show you what is in our schools, we went over some of that, and an incredible new book called The Devil and Karl Marx. Paul Kangor, its author, joined us for a full hour, and it is fascinating. All on today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Pat started a company uh, uh, with his wife, and his wife really is the one. She's 100%. She's always made the best cookies we've ever had. I come from five generations of bakers. Best cookies I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Best you. cookies. My my sister had some of them. I brought them up. We were together, and she had some of them. And she was like, "These are in." And I'm like, "Right, better than dad's, right?" Mm. I've never had a cookie as good as my dad's. Um, and I got home what yesterday or day before, and you're making this new Texas sheet cake, sheet cake cookie, yeah. chocolate. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I got home. Why am I not? Why have I not been told? I got home. I got home yesterday, and I had to break up an argument. My son, my daughter, and my wife. My wife was like, "Which one of you? Which one of you?" And they were like, "Not me." And you could tell both of them were lying. And I'm like, "Guys, what are you? What are you talking? What is happening? Stop it! What's happening?" And then they, both, the two kids, just both got a sheepish grin on their face, and they're like. Mom is accusing us of eating the last cookie. (laughs) And I'm like, what? And she said, and she was serious. She was like, it is Jackie's new uh, Texas sheet cake cookie. Mm -hmm. Honey, you've never had anything like it. And I was saving mine for lunch this afternoon. And I didn't I didn't get around to it. And now I go in and it's gone. And they just and I'm like. Were you going to share it with me? And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> like, I didn't even, I wasn't even in the equation. Uh, These amazing. are killer cookies. Killer yeah, cookies. They are good. Yeah. And hopefully we'll be uh, nationwide soon, like November 1st. Oh, really? Is what that's, we're looking at. That's yeah. very soon. Just, we just, actually yeah. did an experiment with going nationwide over the weekend. Mm. And Where do you get them? Kind of got scrum, scrum, Scrumptiouscookie.com. Scrumptious cookie. If you could get a more complex URL for people like me who are be scrumptious i don't know how to spell scrumptious <laughs> cookie i just want the damn cookies uh, but anyway uh uh good it'll be just in time for the revolution yes right exactly yeah. two days later we'll have the revolution right. so that's right it'll be great good planning there. it'll be great yeah. you'll have those cookies that you can eat while you watch the country burn i really think they could bring peace to the country though if everybody could just have a cookie and just chill yeah it might work it might work hey by the way did you did you see that uh los angeles now has banned 
banned Halloween? Yes. Go to door to door. You well, can't ban Halloween. They backed off of that now, right? Oh, oh did, did they? they? Yeah, after a couple of hours. Oh, <laughs> They good. got such a negative response that I they, they did. now backed off to, they uh, recommend, recommend you don't do it. There you go. Mm-hmm. And that's what fine. Of- recommend all you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't ban me from going well, trick or treating. What part of, uh, we're going to change, we'll have to change our language, our culture, our history. What part of that do you not understand now? What part of that when, when wow. Michelle Obama was saying that? Yeah. It's all there. It's all there. And it's we're acting there. like this is something because of, uh, you know, a police shooting or whatever. No, it's not. That's just the vehicle it rode in on. You want to change mm. the traditions? It's COVID. We're not changing things actually because of COVID. It was just the back that it rode in on. I mean, it's, it's just mm-hmm. incredible how, you know, Stu, I was on Stu's show yesterday and... Uh, <laughs> I want to thank you for giving me 60 seconds and then asking me, how would you summarize the last two decades and where we are now? <laughs> like, what's the story arc of the last two decades? And Glenn somehow comes up with an answer with it for it uh, in legitimately 30 seconds. It's pretty impressive, actually. It, it, it was that in 100 years, if people are free, remember, the cycle is if a country loses its freedom. It's usually 80 to 90 years before you have a chance of getting it back Mm. with tech. I don't know. I mean, I think you're in the Tower of Babel thing. I think Jesus needs to come back. We lose freedom. I think we are going to be in the Mm. end days because it's like the Tower of Babel. Yeah, we we will never get out of tech. We we will be slaves for forever uh, because of tech uh, if it falls into the wrong hands. So. And I think it's already in the wrong hands. So falling into the wrong hands, it's already there. Um, but, you know, I said if it, when history is written, true history is written, you will see a well thought out, really well organized power, uh, a group of power elites that have orchestrated this really over 40 years or 50 years. But this plan has been operated in the last 20 years and it's masterful and it is it is all inclusive to mm-hmm. completely destroy the western way of life and th- there will be names attached to it you know and it's all the same names you know who funded this uh this uh, little meeting that i was telling you about on daily beast you know where they had this meeting you know uh, of all these these the, this is the biggest leftist conference ever They've never gotten these leftists to work together. They're all working to guard our democracy uh, for this next election. Okay. Mm-hmm. Guess who funded it? George Soros. That it's would have been my guess. The same wow. people over and over again. Jeez. We did the special last night on on uh, <clears throat> child porn, and and did you did you see it last night? Yeah, I could, yeah, most of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. chilling. The the. When I opened up and I read that, here's what your kids are being told by teachers if they have this CSE mm-hmm. I- a curriculum in to to go watch porn yeah. because they're inside with nothing to do with because of covid. They're telling them to watch porn. We're talking fifth graders. It's it's insanity. What are you? 11, 10, 11 yeah. years old? Yeah. And then you in fifth grade, and it, and it actually starts as low I mean, as eight. That is absolute. Oh, you eight. had some stuff that was four, unadulterated four evil. Oh no, no, no. We had evil. we had babies. We had babies. Mm. Four year old. You thought was the the <laughs> the limit, 
But then I went on to show you later that they're also saying that babies, infants from the time of birth yeah, yeah. are sexual uh, I mean, and they should be helped to taught to pleasure themselves oh, as man. babies. This is so evil. I mean, look, you, you, the biggest thing online right now is everyone going crazy over this new Netflix movie. We, we talked about the controversy a couple of weeks ago because the, the, the poster sort of portrayed little you know 11 year old girls like in, in a sexual way like almost mm-hmm. like a stripper way and it was a kind of a big controversy they changed the poster well they've released this movie now and it is a thousand times worse than you could possibly have imagined hey, do you I, know why movie is it uh cuties it's called oh it's horrible Netflix. pat you, you i'm sure you did the story we may have even done it when we were filling in for glenn um one of those days but it was it's the you know the netflix mm. changed the poster like the promotional thing and they're like well this was a mm. sundance movie and you know you have to understand so they've released this movie now and the clips that are circulating are online are legitimately unwatchable. Like it's every wow. like the worst Cardi B video you've ever seen, except with all eleven-year-olds and ki- and parents in it's the background. It's prepubescent uh, twerking. Yeah, I mean, like unbelievable. And there are reports of actual nudity. <sighs> okay, so uh, now, coming now out of this, do I you have know not why this is happening. Thankfully, this is, seen it. This is what I was going to say when I was telling you you're going to see this. Co- history will show this coordination. I can show it to you right now. Last night, who was responsible for all of the CSE stuff, the stuff that's going into your classrooms? Who's responsible for all the sexual stuff? The UN, UN World the WHO, mm-hmm. and the World Economic Forum, My Agenda 2030. Gosh. It's Planned Parenthood. It's all the same people, okay? Now, why is this on Netflix? Because the guy who's the head of diversity at Netflix that looks at all of the shows to make sure that they diverse enough is the guy who helped write the BLM manifesto to destroy the family. Wow. That's the guy who is overseeing (laughs) diversity at Netflix. Incredible. It's everywhere. And people are going to go nuts today and rightfully so about how that streaming service they subscribe to is releasing a movie like this when you talked about this is happening in schools yeah to the kids you're you're to, in public schools all across the country in the world no, he's saying i mean they were experimenting that. on the the continent of africa yeah oh yeah with and the stuff. most racist the germans the germans come yeah. up with it the un grabs it and then they say let's experiment on uh, what happens with people if we uh, unleash this on society in Africa, I mean, it's a complete coincidence Gosh. that, you know, wow. uh, unless you want to think of something higher, but a complete coincidence that you did this special last mm. night. It, it was not about the Netflix thing, but everyone today is going to be talking about this and be outraged about it and trying to get a streaming service to pull a movie off the air. So when that it's it can, in their kids school, when it's in their kids school, yeah. Pat, that's Pat, unbelievable. This is called, wow. Uh, academic art. Okay, this is what this whole thing falls under legally Mm -hmm. academic art. So academic art, you can show in libraries, you can show in museums and you can show in schools. But if I presented this to a child and handed them this book, you'd you'd be I would go to jail. I would go to jail. You couldn't live around a a grade school. Right. It is accepted as it is on. It's flying under their legal radar as academic art. Okay, so you can't share it. The stuff I read just about covid last night on what to do. Go online, kids, kids as as low as eight years old. Go online and find out about sexting. 
find these sex experts and talk to people in groups uh, about sex. They're telling kids at eight to do this. Watch porn. If my family member would do that to my children, a family member, I would disown them. I would say you never Mm -hmm. talk to my children again. This is coming from your school. It's in 27 states right now. It's already in Austin. They just they just did it. It's CSE. And uh, they just did it in Austin. The guy who is turning into be a very, very big disappointment is Greg Abbott. He said he wouldn't sign this into law, but if the school district wants to do it, if the uh, the state school board approves, well, the state state school board, they were supposed to uh, vote in, I think, August on this. But 200 parents showed up and they treated them like they were clowns, uh, but they were so overwhelmed with only 200 that they postponed it to September 4th. September 4th came and there were still people that were protesting. And so they dis- they decided to do it in November. They're going to pass this thing. They're going to pass it in Texas. And we have a governor who won't wow. stand up and say, Texans, you need to know what this is and you need to stand up in your school districts and stop it. Have you talked to him? I mean, you obviously. No, I haven't. But he is. So you should find out his perspective on this. I mean, he doesn't, that doesn't sound like Greg Abbott. It doesn't sound like him. Nothing sounds like Greg Abbott right now. I mean, when we are being mm-hmm. put to shame by South Dakota. Um, um, in what uh, way? Christy Nome. On the Christy, COVID I mean, thing. Christy Nome's great, though. I love masks. her. I love her. Yeah. yeah. But that's what I would expect from Texas. That's why I moved to Texas. Mm-hmm. I moved to Texas so we know that we're living in a state that would stand strong with the principles that founded this country. Is, is it the complaint, the mask mandate? Is that the... And I'm really not. I'm not as angry with him on, on the mask mandate as everybody else is. I know it's a big I, issue with a lot of people. Yeah, here, I don't like it at all. Yeah. I am very disappointed. I did not expect that from Greg Abbott. This is a totally different But scenario. he's not enforcing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody's enforcing it. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like it was a showpiece. I don't like it right. because I want Texas to stand strong and say no. And that's what I expect from Greg Abbott. But there are people pissed enough with him that they're done with him already. Well, here's they're why. Here's why him. you should. Here's why you should at least consider it. We in Texas, we have a legislature, an assembly that only comes together every two years. Yeah. Right. Every other year. Mm-hmm. You cannot spend a dime as the governor not a dime he's put us how many billions has he four billion dollars just in like Mm. the first few weeks that he's pushed through he's still pushing he can call for the return of the assembly to make sure that this spending is watched and everything else he won't do it and they can't Mm. call themselves into session because we never thought of a texan doing this so the governor has the only he is the only trigger so as long as he doesn't call them back, he can. He's just doing what he wants. Uh, we're gonna it's buy those cookies good. again. Well, wow. yeah, where do we get those <laughs> cookies? Scrumptiouscookie.com. Oh yeah. my gosh, they're so good. It'll fix everything. Would you bring that, them here? Take care Would of you the bring mask them here. Thing? So I will. Yes. My gosh. I, I mean, I'm like, wait, I'm the fattest of all of you. <laughs> I'm practically Santa Claus. And what are you doing? You're keeping all of the cookies away from me. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening.
If you are ready for some really great news, keep listening. Built Bar is back, and it is unbelievable. If you've been listening to my show this year, I love Built Bars. Uh, it's an all-American story. This is a client I asked to be on the show because I didn't listen to my wife again. And she's been telling me about it. But it has protein bar on it. And those always taste like a doormat. This is unbelievable. The mint brownie flavor. Oh, yes, baby. It is life-changing. The new bars taste better than ever. In addition to the 12 original flavors, Built Bar just added cookies and cream, carrot cake, caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake, apple almond crisp. I mean, it's just it's great. Built bar delicious nutritious high protein low calorie high fiber low carbs 100 real chocolate and 100 really good plus they've reset the code for this new launch right now go to builtbar.com use the promo code back get ten dollars off your first order promo code back builtbar.com i am uh i'm thrilled to introduce you if you don't know who he is already uh bishop aubrey shines he is the chairman of the conservative clergy of color uh, who's who this group just told uh, in no uncertain terms, uh, Nike, stop your your funding and your advertisements for BLM. It's destructive. Welcome to the program, Bishop uh, Shines. How are you, sir? Glenn, fantastic. Great being with you. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, so well, let's just start there. Why are you why are why are you attacking Nike? Well, we've been doing it for some time, Glenn. We see the hypocrisy. We look at a group like Nike. They are supporting this Marxist group like BLM. And by the way, this is the same group that hates America. This is the same group that doesn't believe in heteronormative relationships. And every time they promote by using their foot soldiers like Colin Kaepernick and or LeBron James, they're sending the wrong message because these young black and brown kids are looking up to these individuals as heroes. And so while they're scorning us here in America for being Americans, by the way, they're now tied to a communist country that are forcing Uyghurs, that are forcing Christians, their minority group, Mm -hmm. to adhere to and to force labor. We had to speak out against it. It's something we've been doing for some time, but it's finally caught traction because our young black and brown and poor white kids are finally paying attention, even though, Glenn, the mainstream media, they're shutting us out, at least they're oh, yeah. attempting to do so. Uh, but we're still having success. We're going around those areas, and I mean this with all due respect, is because of shows like yours that allow voices like ours to participate. We can work together, whether we're black and or white, to save our nation. Glenn, that's what we're doing. Yeah, we're, we're all Americans. <laughs> we're all Americans. Exactly. We don't even have to vote the same way. We're all Americans. As long as you believe in the, the Bill of Rights, I mean, give me nine out of ten of those. You believe nine out of ten, the first ten, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we can work side by side. Um, can you explain uh, what, I mean, Black Lives Matter is run, really run uh, as a corporation by a bunch of white people, funded yeah. by a bunch of white people. Uh, and and you see these protests. It's a bunch of white people, privileged white kids. Can you explain um, how it is connecting or not connecting now with the with people of color? Well, certainly we're seeing those poll numbers go down quite a bit. But the only reason they're going down is because of groups like ours that are really, really making a difference in it. Now, I have to say, in all fairness to your audience, outside of me being the chair of conservative clergy of color, 
uh, because I know this always happens. I not only voted for Donald Trump, I traveled with Donald Trump. And Glenn, you may not remember me. I was actually part of your Black Rope Regiment some mm. years ago. Oh, my gosh. Ten, ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's been it's been some time. Wow. I was one of the guys that marched across the stage there uh, to support. So we've been doing these type of battles for a long time. It's not resonating. Here's the problem, though, Glenn, in a nutshell. When you have mainstream media that's constantly working against Americans and they use against foot soldiers like LeBron James, foot soldiers like Colin Kaepernick. Here's what happens in a nutshell. The mass, uh, uh, those of are unfortunate in our poor communities, they're not hearing the other side of this story. They don't know anything about the slave labor that's going on in China. They just see LeBron James and or Colin or any other athlete that they kind of push forward. These have become the icons. So when these guys speak, they have a certain type of leverage. Well, when guys like me that look like me, because we're uh, guys of black and brown uh, that are come together, Hispanic clergy, etc., when they then see us, it's hard for them then to fight that narrative. So we get the kids' attention. They're listening, and they're going, wait a minute. Are you telling me? And then you can kind of fill in the blank from there. So when we see these type of atrocities and genocide that is happening, then we can tie it to the fact that these same groups, by the way, they pander with groups like Planned Parenthood. Mm -hmm. They are against black and poor white and brown kids having uh, a school choice where their moms or dads can take them and take them out of horrible, (laughs) horrific schools and then forced a narrative to say, why are you supporting these groups, these companies, even supporting these athletes that are actually causing this type of genocide within your own community? Glenn, we're getting their attention, and we're winning that argument, my friend. I I will tell you, um, we're talking to Bishop Shines, uh, chairman of the uh, conservative clergy of color. Uh, You know, African-Americans have the opportunity to save the nation. Uh, if they will, if the if the pulpits are on fire in the African-American community um, and and people start to stand up, there's there's no way that the African uh, African-American community would stand with Black Lives Matter if they understood what they really believe, if they would just go to their website and well, we're, Glenn, we're producing the videos to make sure that they understand it, because unfortunately, a lot in the black ecumenical community don't understand it because what they have been told and have fed been fed for 70 years have been the same Calvary that have come around since one political party has fed them this narrative. So when you have a political party that opposed blacks, 13, 14, 15th Amendment, the same party that gave you the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan, mm-hmm. I mean, personified there, the Jim Crow laws, the Margaret Sanger, that the majority of those Planned Parenthood, they are actually in the black communities. When we begin to show those leaders this information, they're forcing to make a choice because we're not just getting Glenn to them. We're actually getting, getting to the parishioners. Yeah. And when they see it, now they're asking their leaders, hey, wait a minute. How have we been doing this here? And we're making that kind of impact. Unfortunately, the mainstream media, they won't pick us up. Now, again, you see me on various news shows all the time, but I'm talking about as a whole, not just myself and not just my group. They can't afford individuals like myself that love America, whose granddad died fighting for this country against, by the way, that Marxism in Europe. And here it is here personified 
into groups like Black Lives Matter and Tifa and others, we're shining the light. That's what conservative clergy of color do. We're shining that light. We're producing material. We're producing the videos. We're getting it out. Glenn, I promise you, we are having an impact. Um, I will tell you, thank you for um, keeping your covenant uh, on the black on the uh, black robe regiment there. I'm I'm so shocked and disappointed on how many people who I thought were going to be real leaders when Bush came to shove are folding right now. I mean, men's hearts are failing them. You know why, Glenn? They get attacked. When Hillary Clinton wrote her failed book as to why she lost the election by name, Glenn, she put me in her book, named me as one of the reasons, as a matter of fact, the only clergy of period that was in her book as to the reason she lost. What we're finding is so many of our leaders are, are fearful, and I hate that, and that's another subject matter, because we should be able to give our lives for the very things that we believe, even if it cost us our lives in that regard. And this is why I've often said, I'd rather fight and die fighting for something than just to be complacent and docile and passive as I watch my country go to shred. Listen, we must come together, black, white alike, and put our ethnicity at some bottom level of this equation and see ourselves, whether we're Christian and or conservative, but we must see ourselves as American, Glenn, if we're going to win this. And this is why conservative clergy of color, this is why we do the work that we're doing. And again, we're making an impact here. Uh, Bishop, thank you so much. Uh, This is Bishop Aubrey Shines. Uh, He's the uh, chairman of Conservative Clergy of Color. You can follow him on Twitter at Bishop Shines, or you can uh, check him out on the website, AubreyShines.com. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Paul Kangor, a uh, good friend uh, and uh, an author of many, many books. His latest book just released this week. I've been reading it uh, over the uh, last few days. Uh, Paul, it is amazing. Amazing. Oh, thank you, Glenn. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, pretty sick stuff, isn't it? Pretty uh, frightening. My wife came into the room uh, over the weekend and she said, what are you listening to? And I said, the devil and Karl Marx. She said, I've been listening in the other room. This is terrifying. <laughs> and we sat there and we listened to it together. She And she doesn't do that stuff. She doesn't like to, you know, I have to put the dark stuff in my head to do research. And I rely on her not to do that. <laughs> Otherwise, right. it'd be a suicide pack in my family. Uh-huh. Um, but it is terrifying. And it totally makes sense. Well, you know, it's it's the it's the same kind of reaction my wife has as well. I mean, I, I sit there in the dining room and I research and write about this junk, and occasional, you know, she'll she'll hear me moan or groan and say, mm-hmm. "Well, what is it?" And I say, "Well, listen to this, right? You know, thus heaven I forfeited, right? I know it full well. My soul, once true to God, is chosen for hell." Right? She's like, yeah. "Oh, that's nice." <laughs> yeah. what, What's that? I said, oh, that's Karl Marx, one of, one of his poems. And, yeah, yeah I, I try to – she tries to stay away from this stuff. I prefer to stay away from it. And yeah, i got to tell you, Glenn, at, at night when the day is over, I put all this crap aside and grab some spiritual reading just to kind of yeah. spiritually cleanse myself because it's so ugly and so dark. Okay, so this is, this is not convincing anybody to buy this and read this. This is, 
This is such an important book right now because I am telling you, I really, this is my own personal opinion, and no man will know the time, et cetera, et cetera. But I am telling you, we are on the verge of the return of Christ. I think we are fighting evil like globally, like we've never fought it before. Uh, and I think it's going to come down on us like a bag of bricks soon. And you need to know what you're fighting. When BLM says they're Marxist, you need to know what that means. And what Paul just said, let me just read this to you. Thus, heaven, I've forfeited. I know it full well. My soul, once true to God, is chosen for hell. He 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 writes these poems and says these things that just for any sane individual, you would at least think the guy is in league with the devil. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's really, you know, and as you know from reading the book, so I deal with that very carefully, right? Right. And I, and I say, look, I can't say that the man was possessed. I can't say he was a Satanist. And I mean, I quote some people who believe that, right. some Marx biographers. And in fact, two of them, Robert Payne, who wrote the book on Marx way back in 1968, he wrote a number of Marx biographers. And this guy, Glenn, this guy was no, no right winger. I mean, he was a British professor, a man of arts and literature and he had a chapter called called the demons in his 1968 biography i think it was simon and schuster and and he said that it did seem as if marx was possessed by demons and he, he said he, he said he had the devil's malignity the devil's view of the world and it did seem at times that he felt like he was doing works of evil and and richard warmbron you know him right mm-hmm. the late pastor he wrote the book tortured for christ he he flat out he wrote a book called marx and satan that was over 30 years ago i think almost 40 years ago he argues that marx was a satanist and i've gone through and i've read that stuff and i thought ah i don't know i mean yeah it's I, I, it, look it's troubling right it's ugly it's very disturbing but you know can i as a scholar a hundred, you know, thirty years, whatever it is, after the death of Marx, could I affirm something like that? No, I don't think I can. But but just as we don't want to overstate things, we don't we don't want to understate them either. And if and if you just read some of this stuff, I mean, it is dark. It's destructive. It's despairing. It's, I mean, the guy the guy's writing about you know everything from selling your soul to the devil to suicide packs. And by the way. His two daughters kill themselves in suicide packs with their husbands. I mean, how crazy is that? How dark is that? The the poem that he wrote about his wife and that suicide pack that you quote is just unbelievable. And then to follow it up with the two suicides of his daughters is uh, in this guy was filled with darkness, whether he was in league with, you know, a spiritual force or not. I don't know. But this is I mean, it was just talking to um uh, James, what was his name, Stu? Uh, the mathematician uh, that was just in. He's a he's a brilliant mathematician uh, and a an agnostic. Not a guy that you would expect to. Uh, uh, what is it, Lindsay? Yeah, Lindsay? James Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Um, not a guy you would expect to ever use the word evil. In fact, I think we talked about it a year and a half before, and I said, you know, I got to try, try to stop using the word evil. And I said, James. I'm trying not to use the word evil, but I can't describe what's going on right now in any other way. And he said, Glenn, I agree 100 percent. This yeah. is evil. What's happening? Right. Right. Well, and, and people can feel it. I one of the people I 
quote in the book was Alexander Yakovlev, who was Gorbachev's chief reformer in the in the 1980s and the 1990s, and he was given the task of actually counting the skulls, trying to find out how many people were killed in the Soviet system. And he too, I mean, he was he was agnostic. I think he was an atheist, and he referred to this as flat out demonic. He he, he said he said if you can't see this as evil. Then I don't know what is, and you know, Marx, the the one poem that you're referring to, that he wrote about his wife or his future wife, his love interest, that's called the player, and that's the one where he says, "Look now, my blood dark sword shall stab, unerringly within thy soul. The hellish vapors rise and fill the brain till I go mad, and my heart is utterly changed. The sword, the prince of darkness, sold it to me." I, I mean, it's crazy. Who writes that? I know it's who crazy writes that kind of stuff. And, and, and I mean, you and I both um, we like Edgar Allan Poe, right? Yes. Yeah, we, yeah. We, it, 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 but but Poe, you know, Poe was weird. Poe was into some stuff. But when when you look at the depth of what Marx wrote and how Marx seemed to be at times, probably, possibly, uh, likely inserting himself in, into these poems, into these plays. And when you see the ideology that that he that he wrought and what it did, all the death and destruction, you know, in Marx's case, you know, this goes way beyond your typical uh, writer or poet or novelist. Yeah, I mean, Stephen King writes spooky things. Right. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe, uh, and I, I don't understand the way they think, but I don't think they're in league with the devil. This guy, because of what his life's work was. Um, and him saying, uh, you know, everything has to be destroyed. What is the thing from um, Goethe that uh, he right. from Faust? What, what was his, his favorite line from Faust was what? Yeah, from, from Faust. It's a line from Mephistopheles, who is the demon devil figure. And the line is everything that exists deserves to perish. Right. Everything that exists deserves to perish. That's his and, favorite and, part of Faust was his favorite. <laughs> uh, mes- meth- meth- how do you say his name? Mephistopheles. Yeah, I can't yeah, say his yeah, name. Meth- Mephistopheles. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, that's his favorite character. And this is his favorite line. Listen to what is coming out of the mouths of Marxists today. Everything, everything must be destroyed. It's all throughout that evil, whether it was in league or not, it just used this as a highway. Yeah, well, that's right. And, and he and he says, you know, everything that exists deserves to perish. He says that there um, a letter to Arnold Rouge. I think this was around 1843. He called for the ruthless criticism of all that exists. Right, the ruthless criticism of all that exists. I mean, this guy was really, truly forget about. I mean, clearly he wasn't an economist. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, the economic ignorance just drips out out of out of the Communist Manifesto. Uh, it, it, I guess he was a philosopher, but he was above all a revolutionary. And and I think Glenn, maybe the most important line in the Communist Manifesto, other than uh, you know the entire theory of the communist program may be summed up in the single sentence abolition of private property i mean that right there pretty much tells you everything you should know about communism but but there's a line there in the very end where where he and Engels say the communists openly declare that their ends can be attained only by the forcible overthrow of all existing social conditions 
right? Think about that. Forcible overthrow of all existing social conditions. And then that's followed by a line, and I think this, Glenn, really applies to today with a lot of the statue movement and the Mm -hmm. kind of revolutionaries in the street. Communists everywhere support every revolutionary movement against the existing social and political order of things, right? Communists everywhere support every revolutionary movement against the existing social and political order of things. So, so these guys were all about burning down the house. Chaos. Mark standing there in the embers of the raised building with his fist in the air saying, yes, you know, now, you know, now we are ready to begin the world anew. More in just a second. The name of this book is The Devil and Karl Marx, Communism's Long March of Death, Deception, and Infiltration. It just came out this week. This is one that you should have uh, in paper uh, and you should have on your bookshelf. This is one you need to read. If you at all believe that we are at times not fighting flesh and blood, but we are fighting, you will see firsthand what we are fighting and uh you've got to know your enemy and the enemy are not the people it is it is the force behind uh marxism Na-na. 